This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is David Furrow. This is my dad, Lynn Furrow, also the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission at Summit Life is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, but then also empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faithful obedience. Now, Dad, we're going to continue on with this series, The Great Divide. And, you know, we've been talking about how there's parallels and prophetic patterns of how God judges judges and deals with the nation. And, you know, we're talking about how that was with Israel and now you've been talking about how it even is with, you know, America today. Now, one of the things we were talking about, you know, we were saying, talking about Jesus as a sign. Now, who was Jesus assigned to? Well, Jesus was assigned to the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a larger purpose that was at work in Christ. Christ was reconciling the world unto himself. And so the eternal purpose of God for the gospel will go to the nations. But Jesus was a prophet specifically yeah. to Israel. Yeah. And we read in that text in Luke chapter 2, Simeon's prophecy to Mary and Joseph when Jesus was brought to the temple to be circumcised. He said, this child will bring disruption. Yeah. Many people are going <laughs> to fall and rise because of him. Yeah. He will be a sign. In other words... God will use his life and his message to indicate something that is coming to the nation. And then the final thing that it said, that he will reveal the thoughts and the intentions of heart. And so the question I have to ask you, David, what was he assigned? He was assigned to Israel, but what was he assigned of? I mean, I would say it was a sign of judgment then to Israel. Yes. And that's why the thoughts and intents of men's hearts have to be revealed ahead of time. Because God, when he judges, he is going to be righteous, completely righteous, when he takes that type of definitive action to discipline a nation. Because... We are so self-deceived, and our hearts uh, can, Jeremiah said, can be deceitfully wicked. Yeah. Uh, we have such motives and hidden motives of the heart that Paul said, I can't even judge myself accurately sometimes. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to judge myself prematurely. And, and so it is very difficult. So it's good to to conduct spiritual inventory with the Holy Spirit um, (laughs) to to aid and guide you in that type of spiritual introspection where we say, God, search me and try me and see if there is any wicked way in me. Or we say, God, may the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. So only God can reveal the heart. Because I will self-deceive. I will lie to myself. I've often said, no one lies to you (laughs) like you lie to yourself. 
because I only like to hear things about me <laughs> that are positive. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to be told tough things. Yeah. But I have to in a in a in a moment of vulnerability, I have to make myself accountable to other people yeah. who uh, can, you know, speak into my life because they're they're on the outside looking in. And I have, even though it's painful, I've had faithful friends and brothers, and I have a very faithful sister <laughs> called my wife. She's my sister in Christ, yeah. but she's also my wife. And, and she has spoken truth to me many, many times yeah. of things that I, I did not want to hear and I wanted to ignore. But she said, no, you need to listen to what I'm saying to you. Yeah. You've got to deal with this. Otherwise, it's going to lead to to some uh, future moment of an occasion of stumbling in your life. Sure. So we, we have to, uh, if God is giving us a sign and he's pointing to something, yeah. uh, I can either reject the sign, I can argue and say that is not a sign. Yeah, <laughs> I can argue with God of why He posted it and positioned it in my way, and I can I can just say I'm going to ignore that. I don't think that's a sign. Yeah, I I disagree with the messaging of the sign. Yeah, I don't like the way the sign is written. You can <laughs> you can do all sorts of things, but that will not change if it is yeah. a sign of God. Yeah. And and many times the signs of God are living signs. Yeah. That's why he sent the prophets. That's why he's continuing to send voices that cry in the wilderness, that make an appeal uh, to the people of God yeah. uh, to learn his ways and to walk in paths of life. And, and if your path of life and if your ways are not the ways of God, if your thoughts are not the thoughts of God, he invites us to repent, to turn, and to wholeheartedly come back to the Lord. Yeah. But the sign was a sign that judgment was coming. Yeah. And that as the hearts was revealed by the interaction with the sign, yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't like it. I don't think that sign is of God. It showed the true condition of the heart. Yeah. You know, when we have nothing that resist us um, or nothing of disruption in our life that just interrupts our train of thinking. Um, it's a very perilous and a dangerous lifestyle uh, when you think you've got it all figured out and there's nothing of disruption or nothing that is holding you accountable yeah. and challenging you. No, we need to be a people that are hungry for discipline, hungry for accountability, that we are eager to allow God to rebuke us and to correct us because we want to make it our ambition to be fully pleasing to him. Yeah, that's so good. And I know we've talked, you know, last episode too of how God came to reveal or Jesus came to reveal the hearts of men but then also to bring division, which is something that we, we as Christians were like, oh, Jesus was just a nice guy. Yeah. And, but yet, and that God would never be the author yes, of division. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think so much in the church today of 
you know, we just all the time, we're just like, we want to see unity. We want to see unity. And we forget that division brings unity after there's a clarity and things like that. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's very important within the times that we're in right now that we grasp a hold of and just remember, um, you know, it's, it's very important in our times right now. Yeah. So I agree with you that God's ultimate purpose is to bring us into a place of reconciliation with God, that there is a, a peace, that there is a unity, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not a unity that I can try. Yeah. It's, it's not a unity that is based upon human understanding. Uh, it is about aligning yeah. <laughs> with God's, God's order, yep. with God's authority, with God's kingdom, and that I come into agreement and alignment with it so that God can be all in all. Mm-hmm. It's not a negotiated settlement. Yeah. It's not a compromise. God is not going to do politics. He's not going to negotiate a settlement with us and say, okay, if you only want to accept half of my truth, I'm okay with that uh, just as long as you can embrace these small uh, additions uh, to your life and that could be maybe helpful to you. Uh, No, he is not here uh, to take sides. He's here to take over. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it really is. And and David, he's going to do the same thing in his church. Yeah. And we're going to get to Malachi chapter 3 uh, in, in the final episode. But the Lord, before he comes back for his church, is going to come back to his church. Yeah. Isaiah said... His work comes before him, and then he brings his reward after his work. Yeah. What kind of work is he going to be doing? It's going to be this work where he's not going to arrive when the conditions have not been met for him to be received. Yeah. So he is not going to arrive to the earth, and no one is going to recognize and revere and worship him. Yeah. No, he is going to come to a, a, a church that is, has prepared his way before him. Yeah. He is going to come to a people that are longing and waiting for his arrival. Mm-hmm. And that will celebrate um, and rejoice at his coming, not saying, I wish you would have waited because I wanted to complete my bucket list yeah i know christians today that they would prefer them living out their ordinary american lifestyle and die at some future day and have all of their bucket list desires fulfilled than to see jesus come back they think that their life would be better without Jesus physically governing the earth. I feel like they'd be missing out on something. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? This crazy. I, I do know people like that and saying, I want Jesus. I've had people tell me, I want Jesus to come back, but 
I just hope that he doesn't come back right now. Because I, I have these things that I want to accomplish and, and do. And I want to go, man, do you need a reorientation? Yeah. Because you have not put the king in his rightful place. Yeah. And then align yourself uh, with that reality. As if those dreams, if they are the dream of God, will not come to a greater fulfillment, yeah. to a different level and dimension if Jesus were on the earth. It's crazy. It shows how immature we are as a church. Yeah. So I want to go back to this thing. So Jesus was a, a sign, and his sign to the nation of Israel, yeah. pointing to disruption, but him just being the sign would create great disruption. Yeah. And it would reveal the thoughts and intents of the heart. Well, God continues to give signs to wayward nations, specifically nations that have had truth in their founding Mm -hmm. and in their foundations, and they were stewards of truth. So God is not just going to, to deal with a nation that has never had the gospel uh, in a certain way. He's not going to deal with them the way he's going to deal with the American nation. Yeah. This nation had so much gospel light, so much truth. God is going to hold us accountable for it because too much has been given, much is required. Yeah. Our founders made a covenant with God, a national covenant with God. Yeah. Where they said the purpose of this nation, this American nation, would be for the advancement of the gospel throughout the nations of the earth. Mm. Now, as we have turned away from that and we have forsaken the Lord and we have uh, become a nation of consumers where we're selfish and and uh, self-centered and we pursued uh, greed and the God of mammon and we've set up our idols just like Israel did yeah. in their backsliding against Israel, we, we cannot be surprised when God sends us signs. And the signs are people. Yeah. Now, those people do certain things and they take different actions that are indicators that are pointing to what is happening. So I've laid out this case that if I look in the Old Testament and then the New Testament, because Jesus is... The ultimate sign. Yeah. He was the ultimate sign, the final sign to the nation of Israel. Indicating that there was a moment of judgment that was coming. I do see how God is using the same pattern. The same prophetic pattern that would be an indicator of where we're really at. In how God is dealing with us. And so... Many people felt like Donald Trump was going to be a sign of a national renewal. Mm-hmm. They thought that he, they interpreted when they were looking at him as the sign, because yeah. what he was doing is he was talking about certain things that the church would say, this is a president that is standing for issues that we believe are biblical. But really, it wasn't the messaging of the sign. It was our reaction to it. Yep. 
Okay? So Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said, if you only knew what belonged to you in the day of your peace. In other words, I could have done so much more, but you missed the moment of your visitation. So if if the nation of Israel would have repented and and they would have in in the the message and in the the signs that Jesus did in the signs and the wonders and the miracles, if there would have been a national turning, maybe their judgment would have been postponed. Maybe in uh it uh you know ultimately it would have been postponed forever. Yeah. God could have had a different chapter of their history. But the point was, when they saw the sign, they rejected what God was saying through him. And so, instead of it being a sign of salvation, it was a sign that indicated judgment. So, we're right now in the second week of, of, you know, post the U.S. election. And, you know, the media has declared uh, a presidential winner. And I know the president is... Uh, President Trump is is going to contest this election in courts and and things like that. And so if if uh, Joe Biden becomes the president of the United States and and Trump no longer continues in the presidency, I will say this: that Trump was a sign. And if we read the sign, it wasn't just you know, whether the messaging was false or true, because I think he stood for things that many people, many Christians said, our nation needs to get back to those things. Yeah. So he stood for truth. But really, uh, the sign and what is what the sign is indicating is going to be based upon our reaction to it. Yeah. So David, what do you think our reaction to him being a sign was <laughs> a sign of salvation or a sign of judgment it's a sign of judgment if it's going to parallel Israel so yeah but but also it's based upon our reaction yeah, to it exactly. so how how did our the thoughts and the intents of men's hearts were revealed so what did it reveal about the american nation that we're evil yeah, we we railed against this authority yeah uh, we we attacked it uh, the people that had the power, just like the Sanhedrin yep. Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, we saw things that were done in secret, brought to light, and how that they conspired against his presidency yeah. and and sought to undermine him, to mute his message and to silence his voice, to remove him from office. Um, night after night, and we talked about about this a little bit last week night after night he was castigated uh characterized in a unflattering way even in um accusatory ways where they tried to catch him in his words Mm -hmm. you know they would try to twist his words associate a motive that you know that he he never said it one of the things that i thought was just such a a harsh misrepresentation is they tried to accuse him of being a racist yeah. and a white saying that he had never 
denounced white supremacy. Over 30 times in his presidency, he denounced uh, white supremacists in all forms uh, over and over. But none of that was ever uh, echoed in the media, how he constantly, but also he brought a reform to the way uh, in judicial sentencing, the injustice and how African-Americans were sentenced in harsher ways for crimes than than other races. He he made wrong things right there. Um, He uh, brought levels of funding to black colleges and communities that were unparalleled as a president in American history. And so what they did was they falsely accused him of being something that he wasn't. Um, And so he is a sign, and the sign is that it's, as it revealed, really what's in the heart of people. Yeah. This is about power. This is about an agenda that is not a godly agenda. And now it's a sign that points to judgment. Uh, I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 4, and this is where we left off last time, but uh, we will get off of this passage. But the word uh, where it says in this passage, for the word of God, Jesus, the living word, um, it says that is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. Yeah. In the King James or the New King James, it says to the dividing asunder, two words, but one Greek word. And the word is merismos. And you see what God has to pierce and what God has to bring a division from, says, uh, and a division unto. It says that he brings a division for clarification. Yeah to show that which is spiritual and that which is soulish. Mm -hmm. And so then it says he is a revealer of the heart, the intent and the thoughts of the heart, whether they are spiritual or whether they're soulish. Yeah. So I want to, in the next and final episode, I want to talk about, how that we as a people are willing to embrace a division for clarification and what this means in our application as we move forward in our country. Because, again, you're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. And, and the point of it is, is not just saying, okay, God, there are some things that need to be separated and clarified in our country. This is allowing Jesus to show up as the living word in your life. Bring the sword of the spirit to your heart and to clarify those things that are spiritual in you and those things that are soulish, those things that are based upon the opinions of my thoughts and yeah. and the 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 idolized opinions of of what I want, what I desire, the motives of my heart need to be clarified, because truly I want to in this hour, yeah. when it all comes down, as Missy Edwards said, yeah. 
I want to be on the Lord's side. Yeah. When this all shakes out, I want to be on God's side, no matter what the cost. Yeah. Because this is about eternity, not for another American moment in our pursuit of our own happiness. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very challenging word. It's, I mean... Mm. It's so good, but it's tough to hear even. Mm-hmm. And we've got to, you know, get ready and prepare ourselves to be able to endure the discipline so we don't yeah. fall under it. Yeah, and, David, do you know what the most repeated phrase that Jesus said in the Gospels? What's that? Whoever has ears to hear, <laughs> yeah. let them hear. Yeah. And he also echoed this phrase in the book of Revelation when he was addressing the church. Uh, Jesus used these phrase in introducing truth. He said, if anything is true, this is true. Yeah. So pay attention to what I'm about to say. Yeah. But then he would conclude what he said was, if you have an ability to hear, listen. Yeah. If there was ever an hour for the church right now, yeah. because he has given us an ability to hear, Mm-hmm. please use your spiritual hearing because what you will hear is vastly different than what the media is saying and also what a lot of soulish ministries yeah. are saying. Yep. So this is not just going to be a, a moment of clarity in our nation. This is a time of clarity in the church because there's a lot of things that are called God that are nothing but soulish creations of men. And they're ministering out of their soul realm. They're not ministering a thus saith the word of the Lord. Yeah, it's uh, interesting times we're in right now. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, that's all we got for today. Uh, Thank you for being with us. If you have comments or questions, I'm sure there's going to be plenty on this, on these ones, but guys, if you have comments or questions, please leave them down below. If you want to just know more about Summit Life Ministries, make sure to, you know, reach out to us, but then check us out at summitlifeministries.com. If you want to just get everything Summit Life, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Guys, we appreciate you being with us each and every day. Uh, We love it so much. And it, it, you know, blesses us tremendously. But guys, yeah, we, we need the encouragement. <laughs> yeah. We need encouragement because, yeah. uh, you know, the Lord is, is calling me out of a certain level of, of ministry, yep. uh, you know, where I focused on pastoral ministry and, and uh, trying to encourage people to stay healthy to more of a, um, a message that's more prophetic and challenging yeah. and... And, uh, you know, I realize that it's a can be a lonely place, yeah. but I feel like God wants us to be one of the voices that are crying in the wilderness that tells the church what we need to hear, not what we want to hear all the time. Exactly. Well, guys, we love you and God bless. Thank you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.